Well, hello. Hey, y'all. Did y'all miss me? I know y'all probably sitting somewhere thinking about, where have you been? Because I never see you out. Are you hiding from me? This episode is dedicated to Mother and Zaddy, Rihanna and ASAP. Are we so excited that we about to have a baby, y'all? I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. I just can't hide it. You know what I'm saying? We about to have a baby. Congratulations. Yay. But for real, though, I missed y'all. What's been going on? A lot been going on, right? I know. So let's just get into it. So today's episode of, what's our episode called? What's this show called? It's been a minute. Did you forget? It's called I Digress. Oh my goodness, it is. That's what it's called. I love it so much. I love it. Yeah. Yes, so great. Woo. Anywho, today's episode of I Digress is dedicated to all of our idols who had to go through the struggle in order for them to come out and to teach us a new generation of self-love females about what it is to actually have to go through things, to get through things, to get through. You know what I'm saying? So, just dive right on into it. You know what I'm saying? So, when I was thinking about, you know, why are so many women on this quest of self-love? Like, where did this come from? And then, Of course, I believe it comes from us being a new generation of women. Um, The 70s is really when women were able to own our own power. It's so many levels to this, um, and it's so many levels that affect us and how we interact with one another because men are always, men at this point now are saying or feeling like they're only being used for money. And honestly, this is a system that you put in place. Because for decades, for centuries, women weren't allowed to own our own property. We weren't, own, we weren't allowed to have our own line of credit. We weren't allowed to do anything without our husbands or our fathers or a male's approval. So really, this is basically, you guys, this is, this is what you did. This is what you created, you know? Um, but more so of what it really means to actually understand when it's time to walk away from something. And I feel like we are a generation of women who were really the first generation to see our idols really go through things in real time. And we were the first generation of, you know, gossip blogs. And, you know, you had the National Enquirer, you had Star and stuff like that, but you had to you know, willingly be a participant in that. You had to go to the grocery store and be like, oh, I'm gonna get this National Enquirer because I wanna see what Oprah's secret baby look like. I bet he got stabbing face. I wonder if she brown skin or she light skin or she dark skin. You think she look like Sophia, Miss Sophia? No, just me? Okay. So, you know, it was a, a sort of stigma attached to buying tabloids, but With the new millennium and blogs and TMZ and, you know, Bossip, Immediate Takeout and all these other sources of just, you know, gossip and tabloid, it became more readily available. So we can have our guilty pleasures in private. 
We don't have to have that eye with, you know, the cashier when we're getting our star. We can just, you know, look through our phone, go through our internet, and just, you know, quietly be nosy. And with that came so much access to so many celebrities in real time, and just we saw it happening. So I think about that time, I think about uh, just our main idols and how they went through things. So, you know, there's Brandy, Monica, Brittany, Lindsay, um, Mary, Whitney, Mariah. They all went through that era of where they were really just trying to deal with fame as well as deal with, you know, triggers and family traumas and, you know, things like falling in love and being played and being in your 20s and getting out of a long-term relationship. All that stuff was really just so much more in the public eye. I was looking at Mariah's story and realizing that, of course, she comes from, you know, a mixed family. Her father is black, her mother is white. And, but more so of just her mother being an opera singer and hearing Mariah, just hearing a young Mariah and realizing as a singer yourself, my baby got chops you know, and what that really meant for her to actually hear her singing and just hearing her talk about her relationship with her mom. And it just seems like those type of relationships sometimes with with moms where you go from being their baby to being their competition. And then with that, it's just like, I'm not your competition. I'm your daughter and I love you and I want to be here and I want to be like you. I idolize you because I mean, you're my mom, you're an opera singer, and I wish I could just hit that note. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice, I'm going to practice until I get it because I want to make you proud. and I want to be someone that, you're like, that's my baby. She learned that from me. And just the dynamics between their relationships. She was in this interview with um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy, and she was saying about her, quote, unquote, public meltdown on TRL. And she's like, today, that'd be nothing. Like it'd be on there for maybe two days at most a week. I get some memes out of it, but it will blow over because there's always going to be something more outrageous. She said, I went to TRL with an ice cream truck and then took off my shirt, but I had on clothes underneath it. And all of a sudden, Mariah's having a meltdown. And when you think about everything that she went through with her ex-husband, he was so much older than her and she was so young and she really wanted to be in the industry. And it just, it makes you think of like how much of that relationship she wanted to be in. So it's crazy seeing her transition from being always my baby to honey, because, you know, even though she was, you know, she was still wearing form fitting clothes, but she wasn't the Mariah we know today. Mariah we know today is going to be in some you know, low rise, a crop top, some heels and some shades. That's the Mariah we know. But she wasn't like that before. She was pageantry because that's what they were molding her to be, but that really wasn't who she was. So just thinking about how she's fighting with her label, she's trying to make the music that she wants. She wants to control her image. 
It's the whole fact of wanting to control your image. It's your image, you know, which is what makes social media nowadays so important for a lot of women because we control our image. We control what you see of us, how much of us we see and how often you see it. That's so powerful, but yet it's so intimidating because how much is too much? How much of myself do I actually want to give to you? How much energy do I have to fake it to give to you because now I have obligations and if I don't post, I'm not getting a check. So it's those layers of how much of a personality you can really be. Because in the end, you're a personality. But your personality that you put forth for fame doesn't always equate to the person who you are in your everyday life with the people that you care for the most. And of course, we always, you know, think about Miss Whitney Houston in the terms of her incredible voice and her tumultuous relationship with Bobby Brown. But there's also, you know, the family aspect of it. And I recently saw something that says that um, Whitney's estate made so much money within the past two years. And I'm just thinking, I really want for her family to let her rest in peace. They worked her like a mule when she was here. They worked her to the ground when she was alive. And they're still working her to this day. They're still milking her. The fact that BET plays the Whitney documentary with the same energy that they play baby boy is exhausting because Whitney's story is a heavy story, especially when you realize how prolific her family is and their influence and realize how much she really was there for the younger generations, Monica, Brandy, and how much she encouraged them because she didn't always get that from us in the community. So just seeing how both her and Mariah being on two different spectrums, but being treated the same way was, I mean, so many things, so, so many things. And just, it's just, it's hard because we watched the destruction of our idols and then we watched them come out like the phoenix out of the flames. Some of them made it and some of them didn't. And then you think about, you know, I'm always coming back to Lauren Hill. And it looked like she was having a mental breakdown, but she was actually probably just having a mental breakthrough. Understanding that her art and her passion was all of a sudden being monetized. And it wasn't so much about what do you have to say? It was turning into how quick you going to say this? Like, we gave you a year and a half. You still owe us five albums. We ain't waiting two years in between each one. We need them now. And I always wonder to myself, I wonder what her character and sister acts mom, is that Cheryl Levon? We'll, we'll, we'll Google that later. Um, you know, the mom from Moesha, also from Dreamgirls. Make sure you put respect on her name, okay? Because she wasn't with you know, oh, you know, I've been in the industry for 25 years, but I got my big break with Moesha. No, she was the big break, okay? That that era of Dreamgirls, whew, 
child. Man, I mean, and Loretta Devine, Miss Devine, she was divine, okay? She was fine. Y'all saw her on A Different World looking like a whole snack, okay? Okay, looking like some ham hocks, some collard greens, some fried chicken, and you know, yes. I hope he's not watching me walk away. But just watching them and, you know, growing in that and just realizing that we really didn't realize how much we were learning and how we were absorbing the way people were reacting to them trying to figure out life in their early 20s and early 30s and figure out how to maintain and keep a love and a relationship together amongst all of this scrutiny, amongst everyone in their whispers and the man's ego and your pride, just fighting against each other every day to make sure that you two don't make it. And you you have that in a relationship as a regular human being, as a regular person who's not famous, who isn't internationally known, you have those same struggles, but you don't have it magnetized times literally 20,000. And just all of them went through so much. And seeing how we made fun of it, I mean, hindsight's 2020, no pun intended, because 2020 was a bitch. And it was eye-opening, but just to the point to where you're looking at things differently because now you're an adult. Now you have, you're working from a place of experience and not working from a place of fantasy, not working for a place of not realized expectations or failed expectations or delayed promise. And you're realizing, man, they went through a lot in a short period of time. And because when you think about past celebrities who went through crazy, crazy relationships and it was nowhere to be found. Like that story about Faith Evans talking about how when she went to Biggie's hotel room, beat old girl up and it caught a red eye and was back in time to do a show. Ma'am, do you understand that that would, that would have been all over TikTok, IG, Facebook, TMZ, Boss Up. It would have been over every platform, the shade room, before she even made it to her flight. Before she even put her phone on airplane mode, everybody would have known who the girl was. They would have had the police report. They would have had the hotel um, maid's account of what happened on Telemundo. Like It would have been everywhere. Before she even made it to the airport, it would have been everywhere. So when we see stuff like Britney Spears, and Britney Spears' story is something that I feel, of course, it's still unraveling because she's still alive, but I feel like it's different levels to that because she was raised and she was groomed to always believe in the male patriarch in a way that's different from others because I feel like even though she was under a conservatorship for 13 years, that woman had three different boyfriends in that time. Ma'am, how you how you got a boyfriend when you can't even yo what? You can't even drive your own car, but you got a boyfriend? I'm so confused. You can't even figure out how much your account changed when you bought a pint of Ben and Jerry's, but you got a man. Why you got a man? I mean, she just she is Cassie from Euphoria. 
If you watch Euphoria, you're probably sitting over here. Your first thought's like, uh-uh, no, she... Is she? She's like Cassie meets Nate. You know what I mean? With a real crazy dad who was actually like kind of sore or almost around, who had a, a slight drinking problem, you know? So I look at her and I'm like, I can't really think of a time when you actually had friends, where you actually had girlfriends, you know, where we actually was like, oh my gosh, when I grow up, I want me and my best friend to be like, da 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 Because even Rihanna had Melissa, even Whitney had Robin, Beyonce had Kelly. Well, they had each other, but they had females in their, in their lives. Mary had her sister. You know, they had other women in their lives to make sure that they understood, you know, Ace this girl. I'm just thinking, he loves you, girl. But I don't think Britney ever had that. When we ever saw Britney with people who were supposed to be her friends, it was her squished in a Lamborghini with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. And, you know, Paris was just having fun. She was just, you know, being young. But Lindsay, Lindsay has some stuff going on. Over there. Oh, she had, she had some stuff going on over there. I don't think Lindsay, Lindsay is allowed to write her memoirs for another 40 years. I feel like with Lindsay, because she's been a Disney star for so long, a couple of a couple of Disney execs might have to die before she actually writes her tell all memoir because. Ooh, honey, somebody traumatized that girl somewhere along the line. And it wasn't just her mama and daddy, even though them two was crazy. You remember how crazy them two was? Google it. It was a mess. It was a Jersey mess. It was dirty Jersey. It was dirty Jersey. All over that. All over it. You know what I'm saying? It was Real Housewives. Why isn't her mom on Real Housewives of New Jersey? Now, that would be something to watch. That's just a thought. Andy need to get on that. I'm just saying. You know, she good TV. She a little, little, and she cute. He should get on that. I digress. But I feel like Britney doesn't really know what it is to like not need a man's approval, not need a man to make decisions for her. I feel like she just feels comforted by having a man telling her, sign this, don't sign that. I'm going to make sure you're okay. You know, you're safe here. She, I feel like she just really needs a man to to make her feel safe. She doesn't have really many women around her who were like, nah, they ain't gonna fly pimp. We ain't just signing because you just told us to sign. Can we read it first? Thank you. Thank you. Can you stand over there while we read it? How about this? How about you go over there and answer some emails outside with the door closed? Don't text her while she reading this either. We gonna go through this together. Thank you. We'll see you in a few minutes. I don't feel like she had enough women in her life who were that way for her. I don't feel like she's ever really been, I mean, because she had her assistant. Her assistant loved her, but her assistant wasn't the type to be like, y'all saw a documentary. I don't know which one I saw. It's been, I've, I've been binging some Britney documentaries. Any Britney, like Britney Spears or Britney Murphy. And I'm just sitting over here looking like she had a, a meltdown too. And even with Brandy, she had that whole situation where she went from being on season, what, three of Moesha to season six. Do you remember how small she was? She got small out of nowhere. 
I mean, she's still that same size now, but that's because, you know, she's a vegan. But before, that was an eating disorder. And she said it. She said, this is an eating disorder. I was not healthy. I was not eating. I was anorexic, slightly bulimic. I'd eat and purge. And that was just my life for a while because I'm, I'm a big, I'm a black girl. Not a big black girl, but I'm a black girl. You know what I mean? I'm going to have a little bit of cushion for the push. You feel what I'm saying? And dealing with that, and she already felt insecure because people told her she wasn't pretty enough. And looking back on pictures, I'm just looking at her like, bitch, where? Bitch, where? Like, just the, un- just effortless, just, just, oh my gosh. Everything. Everything about her was just like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Slick, like, Princess Love got features like his mama. The eyes, the face shape, all that. Slick like his mama. Like, just a different shade of brown, basically. Mm, That's just me. Maybe that's just me. Maybe you don't see what I see. I see it. You don't got to see it. I see what I saw. I see it. But then there's Monica. Everyone's like, Monica... It's everybody friend. She friends with everybody. Monica's literally been through everything. She's literally been through every dog on thing you can think of. She can relate to Lauren and to Young Miami because she was there when her boyfriend took his own life. She literally stood outside that car and begged that man to live another day and he still pulled the trigger, which is why she can have a real conversation with Waka Flocka. And it could hit so different. She's been in this industry for years. She's been overseen. She's been called to ghetto. She's been called too pretty. She's been through it all. I mean, I know you're thinking like, you can't be called too pretty. But when you're trying to be taken seriously for your talent, sometimes being pretty is a detriment because people just see that. They don't see talent. They don't see soul. They don't see you know, intellect. They don't see any of that. They just see what they want to see. They see what they can profit off of. They can see what they can make an opportunity for themselves. How I can win from you being great. And she's from the South Side, bro. I mean, you feel what I'm saying? It's from the fucking South Side. I know it's not Atlanta, but you know, it's something. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in. I know you old heads, and I sit over here getting mad at that song. I know I digress, but you know, you know where you came. You know the name of the show is called, so you know, get with it. Get with it. But why are y'all old heads getting so mad at this doggone song? This this the whole new Atlanta. It's a whole new Atlanta. So I get where she coming from talking about that's not Atlanta. First of all, new Atlanta ain't Atlanta anyway. I don't care if you in the perimeter, out the perimeter, it ain't what it was. You ain't getting what, you not getting the same vibe. The energy not the same. So you can proclaim whatever Atlanta it is that you want to proclaim to make you feel like you have that old Atlanta spirit, but it ain't ever going to be what it was. It's not. It's not. So there's that. But, you know, I digress. Let's move on. And just not only that, but it just, it's just, we watched all of these women, all of these women just be human in front of us and, you know, fall apart and fall into addiction. Can you imagine what it was like being Mary J. Blige? 
you know, when you're thinking you finally found love, I mean, you got past freaking KC. And KC was sitting over here doing interviews when you thinking you're in a relationship with this dude. He in freaking Europe talking about, I'm single. And then you have someone and you're doing an interview in Amsterdam and they're like, oh, we talked to KC yesterday and he said that he was single. And you're like, this nigga said what? If he's single, then I'm single, okay? Bet. We gonna be single together. Nah, it's cool, it's cool. I ain't even mad. I ain't even, I ain't even gonna hold you, pimp. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Do you? Do you? No, no. Do you? Do you? I ain't accepting no collect calls because you single. Because you single. Could you imagine? Child. I, look, my face tells a whole, a thousand stories in one, okay? Some people be illiterate. Some people be reading the wrong chapter, but honey, the ones who know how to read are literate, okay? And they know what these facial expressions mean. And I could not sit here and be like, mm-hmm. You would have just got, oh yeah, he's single. Bet. That's exactly what you would have got. Because you ain't about to see it. What's up? But good day and good night. Good day and good night. She's also an earth sign, so... She was, and she had them shades on, too, looking like, let that nigga be single then. Let him be single. But you saw who performed at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no Jodeci reunion. You didn't have Casey and JoJo saying, crazy, 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 thinking about you, baby. Nothing. I didn't get that. We didn't get that at all. But, you know, there was no hateration, no holleration in that dancery on that day. Now, was there? Oh! Okay, because Monet was getting to the money. Right. Remember that. Remember that. All of them had their issues with them boys trying to pretend to be men. Just like we was girls playing dress up as women. And what happened? Who came to the top? Who floated to the surface? Who's still here? Because, you know, Stevie J out here getting... Um, cheated on. She's sitting over here talking about kissing you, kissing you. Ain't kissing shit all about you. Mm-mm. She telling you to kiss my ass, kiss my ass. That's what she's doing. Karma. Faith with Stevie J's karma. I hope she cheated on him. Not saying that it's right to cheat on anybody. But if anybody need to be cheated on, it's Stevie J. He deserve it. Not saying, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Not saying, but saying. Anybody deserve to get cheated on. Stevie motherfucking J. I digress. But I don't feel like men have had their, their idols fall apart in front of them and then come back. At least black men. Because, you know, you got Robbie. Junior, that man went from, you know, I'm a crackhead, I'm a crackhead, I'm a crackhead, to, hi, let me come to Comic-Con and sign your children's Iron Man because I am a family name. Look at me. Who knew I was a crackhead? Not you. <laughs> you know? I mean, you guys do have Samuel Jackson, but you know, he's still edgy with it, you know? You see Samuel Jackson and you want him to throw a motherfucker at you real quick, you know? Can you please call me a motherfucker, please, Mr. Samuel Jackson? Thank you, sir. Ah, Samuel Jackson just called me a motherfucker. <laughs> I could die happy now. You know what I'm saying? 
They don't have too many of those. You don't. And I feel like men are navigating this space differently because they don't have as many examples of you going to fall into yourself a couple of times before you actually start to walk in your path. You're going to stumble a lot before you walk in this path. And I don't know if, you know, well, you know how I feel about Gucci. I feel like he is this modern day version of that. And when he came back, a new version of himself, people couldn't believe it to the point where we re- was, y'all was really looking out here for a clone. Like, it can't be. That's not East Atlanta, Santa. But honestly, he is one of the greatest examples of you can be self-destructive, you can fight against yourself, and you can, you know, run away from your purpose trying to numb yourself from pains that you had to go through in order to be a better person and love yourself, heal yourself, and come out of that. You know, maybe Kodak Black can be that for this generation. I don't really know. I know you're probably thinking, Kodak? I mean, it's Kodak. And he, he is special type of special. He is special type of special. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I mean. And for him to hopefully have the right influence because these young boys are afraid of fear. And my dad always used to tell me, a coward will kill you quicker than a bully. Because a bully, know, he can beat you down and then you not come and step to him no more. But a coward realizes if they don't put you down today, there is no peace. So out of fear, they'll kill you. Out of jealousy, out of pride. And there's so many definitions and reasons why a person in general, a person, will be considered a coward. But just seeing our greats fall to coward-like behavior, it's really, it's, it's daunting because they're falling because we're not putting these clowns in place. I tell you all the time, put these little lame boys in their place. That's not for us to do as women. It's not. It's really not our place. Because I can't, I can't tell a man how to be a man. I can tell you how to maneuver within, you know, white spaces as the only black face. But the type of minute aggression that you're going to get in comparison to what I'm going to get it's going to be completely different. You know, what you're going to get from a white man is going to be hostility. What I'm going to get from a white man is going to be condescending as well as lust. And it's weird because it's the same thing sometimes that I get from black men as I will get from white men. But I can tell, brother, you need to go and go ahead and go over there. And you gonna know. You need to get out of my face. But when I'm the only black face in a white space, I have to give you that look like, what's my face say? It says you should stop talking to me, right? You should stop. And then smile. 
Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you have the day you deserve, sir. I'm going to walk over here and it would behoove you to stay right where you are. Okay? All righty. All righty. You have a sensational day. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Out of here. You know, the microaggressions aren't going to be the same as they are with us. Did I say minute aggressions? Child, I don't know. Words are hard. I don't even know how I'm sitting over here doing the podcast because words be escaping me. I digress. But just thinking about how we had all these examples of women just, you know, letting us know, like, you are allowed to be vulnerable. You are allowed to ask for help. You are, it is required that you have women in your life who are going to keep you humble, who see you and who love you and how important it is to nurture friendships and lasting relationships with, you know, women who who actually care for you, whether it be an auntie, a mentor, your mother, a cousin, your best friend, your manager, somebody in your circle needs to be able to understand what it is that you're going through and how to, to get through by just standing up for yourself. Because without even realizing it, even if the man has the best intentions for you, he's still going to tell you it's probably easier for you to dim your light if he doesn't have any women in his life. And not even telling you that because he thinks that you're not worthy of the light, but he still has these ideas of what it is for a woman to be and how, especially how black women should be. You are not allowed to falter. You are not allowed to waver. Because my mama had ten kids by three different men, and she ain't never asked none of them for nothing. Because she couldn't find them, sir. Ain't with no Facebook back then. She had to find yellow pages. And that Negro probably didn't even give her the right name. Okay? It was no Google image search. She couldn't just pick up her phone and try to figure out, oh, let me see if I can find a social media by doing a Google search so I can ask this man for this $200 because you want to do cheerleading. And that's just for the backpack. Like, kids is expensive. I don't understand how y'all, how men really be proud of their mama doing everything on their own. Sir, could you imagine how much more you could have had had she not had to do things on her own? Why are you trying to subject your children to that? Shouldn't they have better? What you sitting over here talking down this woman for, for expecting you to be a part of the person that you made? And then in the same token, try to make sure that they have a good image of who you are as a person. You're a trash ass person because your whole ass child is sitting over here doing without because I can't get in contact with you because you got me blocked. I don't even do nothing. And y'all know how I go. The best baby mamas get the worst baby daddies and the best baby daddies get the worst baby mamas. You think that's like you looking for a love that you know you can never actually have? Is that why you try so hard in relationships that you know are just absolute garbage and end up with someone who is, who comes to you like a flag at, with all the red flags and a full of a Lewis suit like, dun, 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 dun. here's my red flag. Don't come here. I'm going to fuck up your life. Mm-mm, red flag. Is that what that is? You just be ignoring them signs because, you know. Being with them makes me feel cool. Being with them makes me feel like, 
you know, all these men want me or being with him makes me feel like all these girls want him, but he only wants me. Girl, I'm like, I see me when I want to be looking like, you know, look at me. And uh, he lucky I unlocked my car door, to be real. You know what I'm saying? He lucky that I answered the phone. He lucky his number is safe. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Get out of here. <laughs> yes, men can be the prize sometimes too. Blah, 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 blah. Look here, honey. Y'all keep sitting up here trying to tell us how you the prize. Baby, who are you trying to convince? Me or yourself? Me or you? I feel like you're trying to convince you at this point. Because if you the prize, baby, I'ma see that. I'ma see that. And I'ma go after that. Like I'm at a fair and I got all my look. I'ma go after you like a Chuck E. Cheese prize. I saved all 8,000 of my tickets from when I was three years old and today I turned 10. So I want to get that one. We gonna act like that if you really the prize. But who are you trying to convince that you the prize, baby? You, me, or the world? Huh? Why you need me to validate that you the prize? See what I'm saying? Y'all need to have examples of what it is in order for you to grow through some stuff and just get through it. Because, honey, is Bobby Brown that? Is Bobby Brown that? Maybe we don't think of Bobby Brown like that because he didn't have the mega success that he was supposed to have. And I, look, I tell my friends all the time, Chris Brown is what Bobby Brown would have been had he never married Whitney. He's like, I don't know, but my prerogative it literally broke records. Like he made, he tells a story about how he bought a Lamborghini and he left it on the side of the road and he never went back to get it ever again. Didn't call to see if it got impounded. Didn't call to see if it got towed. Could you imagine getting Bobby Brown's Lamborghini at the auction? What? I'll pay thirty five thousand for this. He probably paid like seventy five. I got a deal. What? What? Cause it probably that's probably where it went. It probably went to the auction. Cause where is it? Where'd it go? Who got it now? Hmm. Questions I need answers. But who do who do men have to look to look onto to say, you know, we've had a lot of examples of men and of men who went through a lot and they still were able to come up to the top. Because you can't you who you gonna say, who you gonna pull out your ass, Jay Z? I don't remember Jay-Z ever having a, a breakdown moment. The most that ever happened that was while he was famous, and I'm talking about while they're famous, while they were well-known, internationally known artists, because the ones who were internationally known artists who went through stuff while they're famous are no longer here. Or they're, they don't have the magnitude of success that they should have had. Michael and Prince are not here. Luther's not here. He ain't even have any scandals. Do y'all think that if Luther was really gay? Because, you know, we can't be, you know, just guessing people's sexuality. I ain't never heard no stories about his um, lover talking about, I really miss my man. I ain't never heard none of that. But do you think that he would be out and open now if he were still alive? Do you think that Luther would have been in a Tyler Perry movie if he still was alive? Tyler Perry was around when he was alive, right? You think he would have tried to make that happen? I wonder what that would have looked like. You think he would have put a wig on Luther if he was in a movie? 
That would have been terrible. That would have been terrible. But I feel like Luther Vandross in a Tyler Perry play or movie, talk about checks that never end. What? Just, what? Wiping your diary with just like 200, 500. You know what I'm saying? What? Every time you sneeze, it's Bitcoin coming out your nose. Like, ah, Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Cryptocurrency. Like something. Just, what? Child, that sounds like, mm, I digress. Just, life is tricky, ain't it? And I wonder who will be that for, for men coming up. Because y'all need some examples of, you know, you can make it. We gon' make we going to make it. I'm really sitting over here trying to think about any men who had public breakdowns and then came out of it, you know, bigger and better. Not Tyrese because he's, he's sitting over here, you know, manicuring his wife's vagina on Instagram. That's a loss. We ain't going to get started on Boosie Badass. He's Austin. He really is exhausting. He's another episode, so we're not going to dive into that. Trust me, he another episode. Yeah, we, we'll dive into that later. I can't even sing dive in it like I want to no more because, man, it's like a literal rapist. Like, how you, how, uh, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Why do you need, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. Not even going to do it. Not even going to do it. But back to... Understanding, I mean, because now, whew, honey, you have to have a mental breakdown in order for anybody to think that you're real anyway. Now, you have to talk about your mental health now as a female artist in order for anyone to be like, oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? I still don't feel like it's it's that prevalent for, for men now to actually seek help and, you know, heal themselves. All that. So I feel like you guys are still in the blaming stages. And it's a stage that you have to go through. And I feel like as women, we need to understand that just because you aren't where we are right now doesn't mean that you don't have the capability of getting there. It just means that you haven't had anyone to show you a path and to guide you through that. You know, I feel like for us, we had Terry McMillan, you know, we had Alice Walker, we had people writing our stories. We had ourselves on screen. We had women giving us examples of, you know, friendship. And, I mean, everything from set it off to um, waiting to exhale to what's love got to do with it. Because there was no way that Ms. Turner was going to get out of an 18-year relationship Without her sisters. Wasn't going to do it. Couldn't have happened. And I feel like our men aren't at that point right now to where they can look at each other and understand how much they need each other. I feel like we kind of lost that with the 80s. I feel like we lost so much with the 80s. I feel like that sense of brotherhood and I am my brother's keeper really, truly died with the 80s. I mean, case in point, New Jack City. Nino killed his brother, shot his brother dead in the face. Dead in the face. 
I mean, if you're going to shoot Alan Payne in any movie, it wouldn't have been New Jack. I mean, you could what What show he on? Meet the Browns or whatever? Y'all didn't hear that accent in Jason's lyric? Them accents was terrible. Oh, my gosh. I thought those accents in Jason's lyric was terrible when I was nine. I think that they're horrendous now. Oh, my gosh. Take me away. And we will ride this. We not going, is we? Like, it was terrible. The accents was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Alan Payne went in and out of his accent. It was, ugh. I still watch it. I still watch it. I, I literally woke up out of my sleep because I had a dream that Jason's lyric was playing on my TV. And I woke up and it wasn't. And I was like, I should watch it now then. That was a sign. I'm going to watch it right now. I don't, it's, I don't understand my infatuation with that movie because it was just, you know who acted their asses off in that movie? God rest her soul because she was, let me make sure I get her name right because she got a sick name since she just recently passed away. And she everybody mama too. But when she was on that screen talking about, I worked as a manager and every single day my register never came up short. And then one day, my son done took my years from me. I was like, he took your years from you, mama. I'm so sorry. You deserve so much more than that. I'm so sorry that he took everything for ten lousy dollars. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Suzanne Douglas. She only got two names. I thought she had like seven. Oh. She got two Z's in her name. That's what it was. Miss Suzanne Douglas from The Inkwell, superb cast, also starring um, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. Parenthood, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. I mean, Jason's lyrics, she was, she was it. She's, I mean, she's always, she's always been it, always been it. She's always been a spectacular actress. She was in um, When They See Us. I ain't watched When They See Us because that, that, that whole story is traumatizing. I digress. But I feel like maybe one day when you brothers find a source of, of strength from seeing other men growing, because even Snoop Dogg, he had his murder trial. He had his little stint where he decided he didn't want to be married anymore. He literally was single for a year and was like, I'm tired of these hoes, and went back home. A year. Maybe a year and a half. It did not last long. He missed his family, and he went back home, and he ain't straight since. He been on up and up with his old lady ever since. And she let him go. But she's like, hey, I mean, if this ain't what you want, why well, I look like fighting you for I'm straight. You going to make sure I'm straight? I'm going to make sure I'm straight. So, you know, do you. The man did him and came back home. He's like, I want to do me no more. Ice Cube was always a private individual. Same wife. Never know. He would do his shows. He would meet his fans. And he'd go home. You know, after he decided to get married and he had his family, that's what he did. Like, all right, I'll holler. Me, um, me and my lady about to head out. Y'all be safe out here in these streets. You know, these hoes don't love y'all. And you don't love these hoes. All right. Bet. You know? Chilling. Chilling. 
And maybe Snoop is that for the men because he watched a lot of people he loved. A lot of people he loved. People we knew, people we didn't know. Just die right before him. You know, be murdered. And I don't know. I hope that you gentlemen come to a place where, you know, you realize that you're the prize for yourself and that you don't need us to validate you because we have no problem validating that you are the prize as men. That's not where our issue lies. We have a problem with you not seeing that you're the prize. You are not doing the work in order for you to be who you're supposed to be because you're so caught up in people who you barely even like yourself and their opinions or you're too prideful to actually start from scratch, stop you from being who you're supposed to be, but then tell us who we should be. I don't project your insecurities on me, baby. That's all you. You handle that. Don't give that to me. That ain't none of my business. None of it. None of it. I feel like you men need to have a, a wait until exhale moment. I feel like that's what it is. And then when you have that moment, you won't be so upset with us setting boundaries. You won't be so triggered when we're telling you, hey, that's not okay. I know that they did that, but it wasn't okay back then either. They just weren't allowed to say it wasn't okay. Yes, I know that white men do the same thing. What that got to do with us? We both blacks and over here in each other's black ass faces looking at each other in our black ass eyes and we what that what that what they got to do with us help me understand that help me see that because this ain't them this ain't got nothing to do with them and it will never have nothing to do with them and there will be not enough critical race theory courses in order for any of this to make sense to them so look at me and tell me what it is that you are feeling without making it as if I am the reason for your problems. I ain't your parents. I ain't your mammy. I ain't your pappy. I ain't your grandmammy. I ain't your granddaddy. I'm not none of them. I'm not the one who gave you that anxiety. I'm not the one who gave you that stress. I add on to it, possibly. I mean, me personally. I'm just... Am I stressful? I'm just... You know what? I don't even know what I am. Neither do they. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, I digress. We're not even going to get into that because it's not about me. It's about us and the community, you know, working together. You know what I'm saying? You know, making love last forever together. You know what I mean? Because if it's up to me, we're going to have, you know, close, you know, separate togetherness. That whole house that Frida Ka Look here. Frida and Diego had a whole two houses connected by a bridge, and he still found space to sleep with her sister. It don't matter what your nationality is, you, you're always gonna fall on your sword. You're always gonna fall on your doggone sword. Just understand how much power it is to know that you can sleep with her and don't. What? That's a novel idea, ain't it? Ooh. 
Epiphany. Like, the only one who's trying to have sex with everyone is the one who can't have sex with everyone. Like, that's it. That's it. Because if you was popping before the money, if you was the flavor of the week for a whole lifetime, it ain't nothing to you. I mean, I can get it. I should get it. I might want to get it. Uh, I'm going to leave it. She looked like a headache. She looked like her head is just trash. You know? Because they don't had enough to understand. I can see it in her eyes. She got a horrible gag reflex. I'm not even going to waste my time. I'm going to go answer some emails. You know? But you don't know that because you, you haven't had that much experience because you've always been getting no's because you was lame. And you was broke. So you couldn't get into spaces to get with the women that you wanted to get with. And then before, you didn't want to get with them because you was broke. And now you got money, so you think you can buy her. Which brings us back to the patriarch. You know what I'm saying? Y'all created this. Y'all created this. You can get as mad as you want to with us, but you literally created the system. You literally created the system. And we've only been able to understand that we can find a way out of this, this system that you created within the past 40 plus years. Why are you so mad? Y'all did this. And now we freed ourselves. And so now we ain't putting up with this whole, I'm just going to, you know, slip you a quailu and then slip inside you. That's not right. It wasn't right then. It's not right now. I'm going to let you know right now it ain't happening again. Now with me. Now with me and my sister sitting over here together. Sir. We seen that Holloway chick went missing. And looking like, that's some white chick stuff because her name. I, if you gonna, y'all can go do what y'all gonna do, but give me your wallet. Give me your wallet. No, I mean your wallet with your ID in it. Your other ID, because you look like the type that's scam, so you got multiple IDs. And the debit card you use the most with the credit card. So you have a reason to come back to me. Right. 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 Give me that. Right there. You know what? Just give me your phone. Just give me your phone. Mm-hmm. So I can find her iPhone with your iPhone. Give me your phone. Is it? Give me your phone because you can get by now without your wallet. So just give me your phone now. Yeah. You can lock it. You can turn it off. All you want. Do whatever you want. But I have it. How are you going to call to order another phone if I have your phone? Give me your phone. You ain't about to sit over here and walk out of here with my girl, my best friend. I ain't no cock block. You know, you know, do you, girl. Do you. This what you want to do? You want to do him? You want to do him? Go ahead, girl. Give me his phone. Mm-hmm. Give me his phone. I'm going to stay right here. And it's, I, I will stay here for three hours if I need to. I will stay here for three hours until I need to. Until you come back. Because I got all your passwords on here. I got your account information on here. I can, I can find your house on here by just putting in GPS and putting in home. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'll do if she don't come back. In one piece. Don't play with me. Yeah, and we learned. We learned. You ain't gonna miss them with us. You're not gonna miss them with real friends. Know that. And we've seen examples. We've seen examples of what happens when you don't have real friends around you. They will consume you, they will use you, and then it will turn on you. And some of those situations, finding out what real friends are, is something that you gotta go through in life. But we don't have to go through that with the whole world watching us. I mean, as hard as it is, I'm, I'm hoping that this generation 
of young women are realizing, I can log off. I can delete this app and not even look at it. Huh. That's freeing. I like that. I like that life. What app? I don't have one. You know, it's real fun being the no IG person, you know? You like tagging people and be like, did you? I don't got no IG. I like that life. It was simple. You know what I mean? Not like I post anything when I go out anyway because I'm not trying to get snatched. I'm not. I'm in Atlanta, honey. I'm in the metro Atlanta area in adjacent cities. And they will scoop you up in a van real quick and be, have you at Hartsfield 25 minutes. Honey, you know the train goes straight into the airport. Get you there real quick. And ain't nobody paying attention in Marta. You know, unless you're soldier girl. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Soldier girl up in this hole. So, so glad. I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys again. It's been a minute. I missed you so much. I know we were all over the place with this, but I mean, it's our first real talk back. We'll find some organization one day. I'm going to find me a producer. They're going to help me channel my thoughts. They're going to reel me in. You know what I mean? We're going to get there. We're still not there yet, but you hold on. Hold on to your love. You got to hold on, hold on. You got to hold on to your love. Y'all got to let me sing. It's been a minute. Y'all ain't heard me sing to y'all in a second. Unless you watch my stories on Instagram. Then I never stop singing to you. And I don't apologize for it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, before I go really quickly, just want to throw this out there. Speaking of me singing on my Instagram, one of my favorite random songs is um, what's name? OT Genesis, Rendition of Love. And she's like, this song is so offensive. Kids shouldn't be singing it. I don't like what he did with that because I'm from California and la Yeah, whatever. But I say all that to say, do you ever realize how fucked up our version of I Believe I Can Fly was? You remember the version I'm talking about. Think about it. After everything that we done been through in these past two years, and I'm just saying these past two years because everything after 2016 was just like a never-ending season of Black Mirror with like way worse technology. But anyway, the song goes, I believe I can fly. I got shot by the FBI. All I wanted was some chicken wings, some fried okra, and some collard greens. Like, yeah, you know, we'd seen that as kids, but you want to remix it? I believe I can fly. I got shot by a citizen's arrest. All I wanted was some Skittles in Arizona to make it home and maybe get some greens. Yeah. See how that remix really fucked with you? That was a fucked up song for us to be singing when we was like seven or eight years old, wasn't it? I didn't mean to leave y'all with that heavy ass note, but that been sitting with me for a minute. For a minute. For a minute. For a long, long minute. That's been sitting with me. That was a really messed up song for us to be singing on the playground. On the seesaw. Why didn't our teacher stop us? 
That was a terrible song. That's a terrible song. All he wanted was a meal from Popeye's, and he got to the head. Ain't that some mess? Child. Y'all be safe in these, in these white-ass streets with your black-ass face. I love you as much as you love yourself, so I hope that's a lot. I'm so glad we're talking again. Have a wonderful day, a fantastic week. You are amazing. You are light. You are loved. But it doesn't matter if you are not loved by yourself, okay? Self-love is the best love. Good night.